0: Hi I'm Hannah Hobley and I'm joining Belinda Scandal for this week's episode of Your Manchester.
1: Well our first guest is a gentleman called Mr. Steve Royal Now, he's an actor comedian juggler and all-around entertainer all the way from a lovely place called Charlie
2: How are we big up Charlie
1: How are we doing hey.
0: <laughs> what a foul accent that just makes me feel at home.
2: I am
1: loving the shirt <laughs> Let's have a proper look at that shirt please Steve.
2: you like this? you know what there's a good story behind these shirts I did, yeah, when, when I did the you. audition for Britain. when I did the audition for Britain's Got Talent. The, the guy who designed the shirt, the Italian guy, and he spotted that I'd worn one of his shirts. And he got in touch with me. He said, look, if you need any shirts for the future, get in touch. So I've now, I'm a official ambassador for Cordo Lugli. And that, that's makes makes of the brilliant, hasn't <laughs> I've got to ask you, you, you've had such a
1: varied career, but why, what made you want to take the, the move into auditioning for Britain's Got Talent?
2: Well, for years, I've had family and friends who've said to me, you know, you should go on Britain's Got Talent, Steve, you do really well. You should go on Britain's Got Talent, you're real. So I thought I'd finally give in, just to prove them wrong. But it backfired because they actually did quite well. <laughs> <laughs> Whereabouts did you get in the show? Sorry?
1: Whereabouts did you Good get tonight, in the man? actual show? Yeah, can you hear us?
2: What? Yes. Yeah, I, I can just about hear you, there. you say, where did I get in the show? I mean, uh... Yeah. Did you, did you get to the finals? Oh, yes. You... I got, yeah. I'm, you're looking at Britain's third most talented person fan, I'll just say. <laughs> Britain's third most current. current. Need
1: that in brackets. Oh, amazing. And you also do an awful lot of pantomime. Now, uh, we're wondering if you're up to your 17th consecutive year in Panto.
0: So, is Pantomime going ahead for you this year?
2: Well, it's actually, it's, this is actually my 23rd consecutive Panto, but it's my, it'll be my 18th year at the Blackpool Grand Theatre. Now, there is a Panto, it's a little bit different to normal because it's a shortened Panto. It's not one of the traditional ones, it's called Pantomodium. It's a Pantomime written for our times. Um, it's with myself, Tom Lister from the West End, and from Emmerdale, of course, plus Olivia birchinoff who's from Milkshake, and the fabulous Nick Wilton from EastEnders. There are four of us, uh, they're pulling up in a few parts, and it, it runs from the 18th of December at Blackpool Grand Theatre.
1: That's quite amazing, and you've worked with the greats, haven't you? I mean, you've worked with Peter Kaye.
2: What's that like for you? What's it been like? Oh, he's a lovely guy. He's always seemed, you know, he's always he's always um, helped me out about my career. I've had little parts in Phoenix Nights and Maxim and Paddy. And uh, I was, I, I, if you listen, if you watch your uh, car share, I, think, I can't even remember what episode. I think it's the final episode. But um, I play his mate in the band. I'm one of his mates, and I'm, I'm on the, It's my voice that he's chatting to at the beginning of the episode. Anyway, so I think I think of called Tom. I don't even know. That's bad, is it? I shouldn't do it. I mean, something like that. But I don't really know. He's a—he's he, a—he's a great bloke, and I can—he's always looked after me. I work with the fabulous Bobby Ball as well, I—I I heard you just want to tribute to him before. And he certainly influenced me. Certainly influenced me massively in my career. He's a uh, was is legend. Absolute legend. Um, now tell me about um, being the Magister, please. <laughs> well I, I was a lot of people I still answer to the name Edgar because I was mad Edgar at Camelot theme park. Of course it's demise now it's it's gone. it's no longer with us. It's a feast oh. to be. but um yeah, I was there for 13 seasons, but it was brilliant. It was a great grounding for me and a lot of my acts was developed at the at the theme park. I had to juggle with big things. I was just a juggler at the initially, and I had to entertain two thousand people they had the big arena there with the jousting tournament. So I had to make things and juggle. That's how I ended up juggling with guitars and with big floor beanbags and stuff because I had to t- entertain that two and a half thousand seat arena. So
1: you've done so many different things. there, what would you say is your first, your first love? Is that being in pantomime? Is it what? What is your first love?
2: Where did it all begin? Yes. Yeah, I I think pantomime is without doubt one of my it is my first love. I I just love the fact that you can entertain so many people at one time at different levels, and that's what I I kind of I kind of did, did a tribute to the pantomime things that I've done in the past whenever I are doing Britain's Got Talent. Because again, I was trying to entertain all age groups at the same time. But then I love my stand up as well. I love stand up comedy without any of the juggling. I just love standing there in front of the mic, and when you're on your own like that. Listen, it's the most rewarding thing in the world when it goes well. It's the most (laughs) awful thing in the world when it goes bad. That's all I can say about stand-up comedy. It can be a very, very lonely business.
1: And has it ever gone bad for you?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, without (laughs) doubt. (laughs) I've had the best heckle. People always always ask what's my favourite heckle or the best heckle. The best one I ever had was someone... At the beginning I would do a quick juggling trick and then I started talking and I'd done about 15 minutes of talking and someone just shouted from the back, just juggle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have to ask Steve, you juggle some big objects and on Britain's Got Talent there was some some pretty big things to juggle, where do you rehearse? Do you rehearse at home? Do you you rehearse out in the garden? How do you put a show like that
2: together? It's not easy. It isn't easy. I do have access to a dance studio uh, in Fleetwood. The, the Barbara Jackson's Theatre Arts School is where my kids go, and it's also where the dancers go for the pantomime in Blackpool. But again, it doesn't have a very high ceiling. The li- little secret here when I deal with a massive beat, the massive big bags, the big juggling balls in Britain's Got Talent in the semi final. I, I never got to practice that anywhere because there was no ceiling big enough. I literally bought, I picked them up, from, I had them made for me and I had them sent down to London and I arrived at the studios and it was the first time I'd seen them and I didn't even know if I could juggle them and thank God I managed to do it. But I, I still to this day keep thinking I was so lucky there. It could have easily gone horribly wrong. So Steve, very quickly, what's next for you then? Well, next is that pantomime, like I said, at the Grand, and then I'm also working on a, if there's any kids watching and they want me to entertain them in their school, we're doing a a pantomime for schools with me and Tom Lister, so you'll look up on my, on any of my social media at the moment, advertising that, and then next year I'm on tour, beginning at the Lowry Theatre on the 6th of February, which will be exactly one year since my audition for Britain's Got Talent. So I'm on under my own name, the Larry Theatre on the 6th of Feb.
0: Dance, dance, dance.
2: That's right. We're joined now by our second guest, Chris and Vicky, all
1: the way from the Cadman's Dance Centre. Tell us about Cadman's then, because now this has been going since 1903. So basically when I was young, um, <laughs> it's been going for a while. And uh, you've you, since 2017, you took over it. Why yep. and how is it going anymore?
3: So, um, yeah, like you say, it's been going since 1903 in various um, places. It was in Strepford first and we're now based in Sale. It's a various principles. Um, I started dancing here when I was three under the previous principles. And then in 2017, me and Christopher took over. And, uh, yeah, we're loving it. This year interesting, but, uh, it's good.
1: Uh, what's your strengths for dancing? Then, what what type of dance do you particularly enjoy?
4: So, we specialize ourselves in Forum and Latin American, um, so all the stuff you see on Strictly, we kind of specialize in that. But we offer all different types of genres of dance at the studio. So, uh, so yeah, we're we're open to to all different types.
0: So, how has the the dance school survived the year? Are you are you doing
3: any kind of online classes through lockdown? Yeah, so we um, we had to close in March completely, um, and we sort of took a few weeks to realise and to work out Zoom and all things like that, um, and then we took quite a few classes onto Zoom, which were quite successful. Everyone was dancing in the kitchens and things, and um, we tried to keep in touch with everybody um, with TikToks and things like that, and then um, we reopened at uh, beginning of August, and we have just finished our final class and we are, unfortunately, just about to close again. Yeah. Close so. It's sad, isn't it? It's very sad. <laughs> I,
1: have uh, I have expected you both to be in Lycra tonight, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> we just
3: Not in our normal <laughs> <minute>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking.
1: Sure we can whip a of Lycra on, I'm sure. <laughs> Your mate promises, Christopher, that you can't keep that, what so said. Uh, uh So the dancing there, what got you both interested in dancing in the first place?
4: So myself, my parents, my grandparents uh, danced, so it's kind of been a, a generation thing, it's been passed on through the family, so uh, I just kind of went along to competitions and practice sessions with my parents and uh, just fancy giving it a go and just continued from there really, competing myself and then um, that's how we, we met as well. So that's my my little introduction to it.
3: I um, just went to classes after school with my friend from primary school. Um, I've always lived in Sale, so it's just a local dance school and that's just how I happened to get into it. And I'm still here a few years later.
0: I love dancing. Mm not very okay, good, dance. no. no. <laughs> but you know, I enjoy it. It's, it's quite. I dance at panto, and it does take me a while to pick up the routines. But once I get them, it's a really great feeling. Really good exercise as well.
1: Apparently so. Little...
3: I, if,
0: if, I was to, if I was to take up a dance class, you know, as an adult beginner, what would you recommend?
3: Um, so, you can do ballroom Latin for beginners, no problem. Um, it covers all the dances, so all the dances you see on strictly the waltz, cha cha, jive, and you get a little bit of an introduction to all of them. Um, there's also things like salsa, which is quite fun, and um, it's quite sociable, you can meet lots of people. Good exercise, good for the mind as well.
4: That's do,
1: do you get many men dancing? Because there's probably a bit of a stigma around men dancing,
4: isn't there? There is the a little bit. It's kind of, it comes in peaks and troughs, so I think Strictly definitely helps to kind of build the interest from men. But obviously then, once they get into it, and then Strictly kind of peters off a little bit, they go back to enjoying the summer, where they're going out having a, having a beer and stuff like that, and the dancing kind of falls off again. But yeah, there definitely gets uh, peaks and troughs with the, with the Strictly, which definitely helps.
1: It's amazing, isn't it? Would you take up dancing? I've always wanted to be a ballet dancer. I Absolutely. I don't think I've got the ballet dancer physique, but well, yeah, I, I, I don't, don't. If,
0: if I kept up dancing, I would have, wouldn't
1: I? I, but, I yeah. I'd be better with belly dancing, never mind ballet dancing. I would. <laughs> but like you say, it is good for exercise, so you can shed a good load of pounds going to your classes, can't you? Oh,
3: yeah. We also do, like, uh, Fit Steps and Zumba. So Fit Steps is basically Borum and Latin, That's on your own, um, and it's literally a fitness class. So you can do it in your trainers and things, but you're still doing all the same dances. So it, that's a great introduction as well, because you learn a bit of everything um, while definitely getting a bit of a sweat on, which is always good.
1: Uh, well, yes, everybody likes getting a sweat on. Do you like getting a sweat on, Christopher? <laughs> I'll be there, flower. I'll pop on round. I've got my lycra on now. I've got my lycra on now already. I'll give it a bit of a. People People don't realize when I'm dancing that I'm not actually dancing, I'm just epileptic. But anyway, we are. (laughs) I got (laughs) so. Yeah, man, I got told up. Right, so uh, what's, what's you've had so many career-defining moments so far. What would you say has been the, the favourite trophy to take home for you two?
3: Um, so there's a, there's a trophy called the North of England, which um, is one of the oldest trophies in Britain. Um, and it's given every year at the British National Championships, um, which unfortunately aren't on this year. But um, we we've danced together for so many years and we competed separately in, with our previous partners and we, we never won it. And it was kind of our our goal in our amateur career to win that. And then, um, I mean, it must have been six years ago. Yeah. We finally won it. And it was kind of like after years of trying and trying and trying, that was the most, um, I don't know.
4: It was like a, a definitely a point where yeah. we'd achieved something that we'd set out to. Definitely. <laughs> After many, many I, I love, I, I wish I could
1: dance. I wish I could dance, but I can't, so I won't, and I've given up on it now. Because well, why don't you try some of these
0: online
3: classes?
1: I might. How yes. sure. would I would get into one of these online classes then?
3: So just book online, so on our website, com. you just go yeah. online and book on and we then send a Zoom code and it's all via Zoom. You yeah. can have your camera on or camera off if you want, it doesn't matter.
1: I'm not putting all the effort into buying a nice base ship on a lycra if no buggers going to see me. I mean, what's the
3: point in
2: that?
1: Hey, if the camera came on and I wasn't wearing this and I'm stood there like Fu Manchu, I tell you, you all bit better, wouldn't you? Uh, it's fantastic. Thank you so much today. Uh, so you've got your online classes and I uh, we are waiting now, obviously, for you reopening in a few weeks' time as well, when you'll actually be back in your normal classes. Yes.
3: Yeah. Hopefully it's going to possible. Fingers we cross-
1: oh, on yeah. we've, we've planned these shows so far in advance that obviously we were going to talk about the classes that they're actually holding right now within their dance academy. And obviously we're, we're a bit scundered with that, really, aren't we? We've really got it going on. But I'm going to make sure that everybody that I know fully signs up to these online classes.
0: And uh, I'll give them a little. I've
1: had to do in this fit step. Oh, steps. Yes. yes. I do that yes. on the fourth floor. Yes. Thirty stairs to get up here. All right. We'll give it all the world. Thank you so much for your oh,
0: time. You been yes. Oh, Belinda, I've had a lovely time. Thank you for inviting me in.
1: Not a problem. Make sure you come back soon. I had a hopply and join us for another episode of Your, your
0: Manchester. Manchester.